welcome to welcome to this lesson on the future future in the past Hola, this is Lane Santa Cruz, your Ward 1 Council member, with your co-host, Jasmine Rucker. And you are listening to No Tucson. We started this podcast in response to our daily fight against COVID-19 and as another means to share information and resources with community and have dialogues about what is happening. Jasmine, what do we have this week? This week, we've invited Council Member Nikki Lee to join us in a conversation about both of your time in office so far, these nine months, and what it's been like to balance work both inside and outside of the office, and most importantly, while being mothers in a leadership role. Council Member Lee, thank you so much for joining us today on No Tucson. Thank you for the invitation. It's an honor to be sharing this time with you and the folks who are going to be listening to this podcast. I'm just grateful for the time. So if we can start the conversation, just like reintroduce ourselves to each other and to our listeners and share a little bit about why we ran for office. So yes, I am Council Member Nikki Lee out on the southeast side of town in Ward 4. As was mentioned, we've been in office now for nine months, a quite exciting, crazy nine months for sure. Um, Ran for office really focused on a, a lot of different issues that we've been able to continue working on, but they've been kind of overshadowed by a lot of the stuff that we've been dealing with that have been very high priority. But in terms of my my uh, personal life and who I am. I'm a mom. I have three kids. Uh, my oldest just started his freshman year. So it's been quite an interesting time for him to step into high school during this pandemic and all of the uncertainty and start his freshman year. And then I have uh, a 12 year old and then a seven year old. So that in and of itself has been a big piece of, of my life. And really one of the reasons why, if not the biggest reason why I ran for office, wanting to make our community better for my kids and for all of Tucson's children now and into the future. Um, I've been in Tucson now for 17 years. I think I just hit my 17 year mark here in Tucson. I came to Tucson by way of the Air Force. I joined the Air Force when I was 17 years old, was really interested in technology at the time. That was right at the year 2000. Y2K was the thing. And I, I was just really drawn into the field of technology from a young age And went into that field and uh, went into the Air Force and traveled a little bit and came here to Davis-Monthan Air Force Base, fell in love with Tucson and and the people and the culture and everything about the area. And I didn't want to leave after it was time to get out of the Air Force. And so I've been here ever since. And I'm just super grateful for the opportunity to be in this position and serving with you, especially right now when our city and our, our state and our country really needs very grounded leaders. And so it's just an honor. Well, well, thank you again, Council Member Lee. And, and I have a super side note, random question, since you mentioned Y2K. <laughs> okay. Did you buy into the hype that the world was going to end or somehow all our computer systems were going to crash on that day? 
Not at all. I was not expecting any planes to fall out of the sky because I I understood the technology. I understood the the code that we needed to go in and fix and that all of us nerds were ahead of the curve and fixing those things. So I did not buy into the hype. I did not have a bunker or a stash of food. That's that's a no on that one. I wish I had access to that kind of information because everything coming from my parents was like a lot of hysteria. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's understandable. You know, it, it's understandable. Fortunately, I, I kind of understood it enough to to not be too concerned. But but if we hadn't gotten in front of it, though, we, we could have had some problems for sure. Um, well, I guess just to kind of jump in and talk about running for office, I know we got to canvas and do a lot of that, especially after the primaries leading up to, to the generals together and like, yeah, like bringing our kids along to help us with that, because we were juggling even then to, to get into office. And I always felt that like, I was so sleep deprived the majority of the time because I was nursing, you know, my now two year old back then he wasn't even one. And I I felt like it made me more like gave me more drive to be like, this is exactly, you know, the people who have these like different kinds of experiences, um, who needs to be in, in office that, that are going to be thinking about, you know, when you're a working mom or juggling or even to do our like our, our other paid work, right? So for those folks who don't know, being a city council member is a part-time, considered a part-time position. And we also only make $24,000 a year. We don't even get paid minimum wage. Um, so, you know, the majority of us have other jobs. So it's then like juggling that those other job responsibilities, having all our kids at home during this time. Plus, you know, like you, nothing has slowed down, at least on the city side. I know that we're, it, we're not like physically open and the technology has been challenging when it comes to the phones and having to leave messages and getting back to people, but it hasn't slowed down. If anything, I feel like the pace, you know, is um, there's just a lot more, um, more work and, and, and there's a lot of heaviness <laughs> to the work as well. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been really good to serve alongside, alongside somebody who, you know, relate to that, that struggle. Absolutely. And one of my favorite pictures, Lane, uh, and this was during the campaign, but it was, I think you were probably on a photo shoot and you had to stop and you had to nurse your baby. And that picture, I mean, that just really summarized what what motherhood is like. And and I was hoping when you reached out to want to do this podcast, I mean, there we need more women to, to partake in this process. Right. And it, and it is tough. It is challenging. And we already have a lot on our shoulders and a lot on our plates. And so it's definitely not for everybody, but it's, it's really profound to have women and mothers in these roles because we have such different perspectives and, and motivations for why we're doing things and the way that we view problems and solutions that is incredibly valuable to society. So I just, I always loved that picture of you in that moment, it just was profound. So I, I just had to throw that out there. When you, you said that, it brought that memory back. Council members, thank you so much for sharing about your why, what motivated you and pushed you to run for office, and also about these challenges. As you know, during this time, our city, along with the world, is experiencing monumental challenges like we've never seen. And I think you both know that this has also been a time filled with many opportunities for responding 
and really serving our community. Since you've had this experience, since being in office, has your why changed? Has it been reaffirmed? Um, Has it been enhanced? Can you reflect a little bit on that? Nikki, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, my, My why has definitely been reaffirmed just because I have even more concern for the future, you know, of not just our city, but of our country now more than ever, that there is really nothing more enticing to get out of bed for every morning than, than my children and Tucson's children and our future. So for me, it, it has really reiterated why I'm doing what I'm doing and validated the reason why I ran and the reason why I wake up before the sun comes up and I I work really hard every single day. And I I just try to leave it all on the field every day. All right. So as I'm, I'm thinking about this, you know, some of the things that I was really looking forward to was a lot of the community engagement, you know, the building community, being at, at neighborhood cleanups or, you know, community build projects. So I was really, you know, just kind of looking forward to, to that interaction with, with the public, with the community, and it's been, I think it's been really challenging to not have that, that kind of interface. Almost you end up being in the receiving end of a lot of negativity that you don't get to see the positive, the positive part, you know, the interaction with the public to kind of balance it out. So that's, that's been a challenge, but definitely it feels, you know, personally for me, like this is where we need it to be to help really address the, the needs of our community. And just like the pandemic has demonstrated are, you know, our most vulnerable are the ones most being impacted. And, and how do we address um, that? How do we, how do we create uh, some buffer um, between the impact and our representation in the government here in the city? So, so yes, I would agree with Council Member Lee that it's like really just reaffirmed it. Okay, so I guess I have I have another I have another question, Council Member, and it's kind of going back to to what I had mentioned before about juggling, you know, jobs and school from home and, and all of that. But could you share what ha- like some of that experience for you? How you basically how do you get through your day? Then <laughs> also, what are your highs and your lows in in doing that juggle? That is a great question. This is this kind of feels like group therapy right now because it has been tough, you know. I just I feel grateful because we're able to provide devices and internet access for my kids, right? And early on when this this all started in March and the kids had to quickly shift to pivot to go to school from home, I immediately recognized and talked to my family my kids about how fortunate they are that, you know, because me and my husband are, are technology nerds and we have the means to provide that, how fortunate my kids are and how this is not the case for a lot of families in Tucson. So that that's really first and foremost is that we're very grateful and, and understanding of that and want to help be a part of making sure that other families have that same experience. But it, it has been very challenging. So as you mentioned, council member, we... This is considered a part-time job, although we definitely put in way more than part-time effort into this role. So for me, like I mentioned, I, I get up really early and try to get as much work done in, in the morning hours as possible while the kids are still asleep. 
and then shift to the to the other work that I need to get done and try to connect with the kids every morning to see what they have coming up in terms of projects, what they need help with. And I really have to lean on on my husband a lot and grateful that he has the uh, the bandwidth to be able to help out as well. Lucky that, you know, we are a two parent household and he does have the ability. We, we just have to each work one job. We're fortunate for that as well. Uh, and then we have the time that we can spend to help our kids. And again, I know that so many families are not in that situation. So we're just incredibly grateful for the position that we are in and don't take that for granted. Um, so we, you know, we consider the struggles that we have, you know, and the challenges that we have as, as the good problems, because so many people are not in the same position that we're in. So for us, it does come down to time management checking in with the kids. And again, you know, we have high school, middle school and elementary school. We have one in in each community, which makes it extra challenging. But we just, you know, try to keep the communication open and really lower the expectations just so that, that our kids understand that our goal is that they're happy. And if they get stressed out, that they're able to talk to us about that versus putting such an emphasis on getting every single thing done by every single deadline versus their mental health. Because I think, you know, I'm feeling it as an adult, the pressure building and building, and I see that happening for a lot of kids. And so um, our focus is on having a, a, a happy household as the number one priority. That's how we're getting through this. Thank you. I guess what I would say that has, um, I guess, a high for me and, and, you know, the situation at home has been just being able to see my kids a lot more. I do at times, you know, come into the office to get some work done and, and like have a little separation, but I feel some sort of way if I know that they're home and I'm not there, you know, present with them um, because I, I appreciate their their presence. Their, it's like that's the socializing that I get. And um, I think they're pretty cool human beings. So that's that's been a high. I think the low for me has been, yeah, the stress, you know, the stress on them that I see, especially um, my middle child gets really stressed out by like the amount of work and all the different like websites, you know, that he has to use for different classrooms. So he's having a hard time keeping track. And then it's really hard on himself. Um, so that's, you know, that's been a challenge. And then um, my, my five-year-old who's supposed to be in kindergarten completely refuses to even like turn on the camera on her laptop. And that's on a good day. You know, most of the time she'll just throw a fit, doesn't want to, doesn't want to do that. So that's been, been kind of hard to navigate with them. But overall, I feel like I'm, I've always kind of been like a person that just takes like things day by day. You know, I just, that's kind of always been like my mindset. I can, I only have, you know, control of like what's present. And I feel like that's really been helpful with, with managing and getting through. But at the same time, when all your days kind of look the same, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it starts to wear on you. And I'm like, what were it's September 24th already. And I feel like, yeah, like we've had a lot of the same, you know, quarantine like days since the since March. So that you know, it just it starts to wear on you. And, and I've just seen a lot of us who, who do struggle with mental health issues, you know, we've seen how, how, all of this, you know, the pandemic has really also heightened that or, or brought that to light. And so I want to keep figuring out ways to manage or, or care for that. And like you said, Councilmember Lee, like even this feels right, like, like therapy to be able to talk about it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you both. I really want to reaffirm that you're both so important 
to the Tucson community that you serve, and even more important to the children that you're both mothers too. So thank you for being so vulnerable with us and so open and so real. And know that your roles, they're helping shape the future for the city that your children are growing up in, and that's powerful. I am curious to hear, how does being a mother contribute to how you show up in this work? And then secondarily, I'm curious to know, you know, what your think your kids think about what you do. Let's go ahead and start with Nikki. Let's see. So for the first question about uh, being a mother and how, how does that contribute to how I show up? I think that it really can't help but shift your focus to the long term in all the decisions that you're making. You know, it, it definitely has for me. I'm not thinking about just the next, you know, a lot of times we have to make decisions on the next, you know, calendar year, fiscal year, but there's always a thought on how is this going to impact down the road and how is this going to impact the next generation. And that's definitely the case for me. It just has that perspective shift for me for the long for the long haul. And today we had a meeting with Parks and Recreation and we were looking at where we can plant some trees and how we can line some things up for Arbor Day and do some projects. And uh, I made made some kind of just random comment about, you know, someday there's going to be kids sitting underneath these trees and I want them to have this kind of shade and stuff like that. And, and that's just how I think. And, and the person made a comment about how, how cool that statement was, but that's just how I think, right? The trees that we're planting today, who's going to be sitting underneath of these? What are they going to be doing? What is life going to be like then when they are sitting under these trees? And so that's just, you know, how I'm wired as a mother. And that definitely influences the way that I think about all of these things. And for the second question, what do my kids think about what I do? Um, <laughs> they just think I'm in meetings all day. And occasionally they'll see, you know, us on Microsoft Teams on the news and they're kind of surprised by that. You know, they think, oh, she's in meetings all day, but then she's also on TV sometimes. So that's kind of interesting. But my middle child was particularly proud of when we declared the climate emergency and that work because she specifically is very focused on the environment and and all the concerns that we have and how the world is going to look for her when she grows up. So she, in that one moment, and that's the only time I've seen it, but she was actually proud of, of her mother then. So I'll take what I can get. But for the most part, they just think that I sit in a lot of meetings all day and they're not too impressed. <laughs> I feel like I have to go home and ask my kids what they think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I was taking um, my one of my middle childs to the orthodontist. And when we were driving back home, he just made a comment about, he's like, he's like, when you told us that you were going to run for office, I already knew that you were going to win. And I was like, oh yeah, why is that? And he's like, because I can see the future. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not because your mom works really hard <laughs> and, and she wouldn't like take anything less. And he was like, sure that too, but I can see the future. So I just that just kind of reminded me that they were so much a part of the campaign. They remember at one point when, you know, one of my co-parents got really sick, you know, in the summer that people were bringing us food, you know, like this is also what I appreciate and love about our community. They knew that I was in the middle of the campaign. Yeah, that we were kind of like, how, what are we going to do? And, and he was like, remember, 
he, he asked, he's like, how much did it cost to have a food truck bring us food every day? And I was, it was funny because I was like, that wasn't a food truck. It was a meal train. And it didn't cost us money because people just, you know, showed up for us and supported. And he was like, oh, OK, that's that's interesting. But I think what they do see, they know is like that there's a lot of community and a lot of people, you know, that support us and, and behind us. And so I'm not sure. So now I feel like I'm going to go home and I'm going to ask them that question of what they think I do now. But I so obviously, you know, we all kind of wear different, you know, have different hats that we, we wear throughout the day. And like, the yeah, my mothering practice and experience definitely shows up. In, in ways that I probably can't even think of right now, other than like my kids are part of my work. Like if I need to bring the kids to the office, if like childcare fell through, you know, like we just, we show up with them. But I think the ways that I show up this, I think I show up like a, like in my role as a sister, as a middle child and as a sister with two brothers, because I, I, I know that I show up feeling like underestimated or feeling like, oh, you're young or you're a femme presenting person, like like I'm naive about the world. You know, I, I, that's kind of been my experience of feeling that I have to show up like, no, like I have a role, I have my place, I have my experience and it's valid. And I think that's a lot of how I show up, you know, in, in the work. Trying to then maybe think about the, the mothering piece, but sometimes I think that as women, that is expected of us a lot of the times, you know, to coddle other people's feelings and the way that you show up. I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time because I'm like the only feelings that I'm going to coddle for, for anybody is going to be my my kids, you know, who, who need that, but but nobody else. So I don't know. That's That's kind of where I'm at. Thank you for sharing that, council member. And I have to say, you know, as a member of staff, that's something that I appreciated from day one in our office, being able to interact with your family and and have this be, you know, a truly holistic community space. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and that's always what I remember too about council member Lee, that anytime, you know, we showed up for, for canvassing or those kinds of things, it was like, it was a family affair you know, it, it feels good, you know, it feels good to be like, oh, I, I get you. And I know that you're going to get me because this is what we have to do. So um, Council Member Lee, we just finished up another session of Marion Council a couple of days ago. And we have, right, like these marathon days leading up to them. And then during the meetings that we sometimes go seven hours straight, and we have to just like be on camera. I don't know if you remember one of the early meetings when we we're talking about the budget. And some of us like we it, it is exhausting to just be sitting in front of the camera, you know, on your computer the whole time. That I remember we all kind of took turns turning off the cameras to like walk around or go to the bathroom and that they came after us <laughs> for turning off our cameras. So we're all very like, yeah. You know, we're very mindful of that. But what, what's it like for you to have to have like a straight face, you know, for seven plus hours? And, and how are you feeling right now? Yes, I remember that. And there's there's an interesting um, thing that I've read about that I hadn't even really considered in thinking about, you know, Zoom and just video cam etiquette in general when we're virtual and we're not in person, we, we almost have to do more to communicate 
through the video, you know, we, we have to amp up our energy even more because we're not physically in person and we don't see as much of those nonverbal cues over video as we would. So it's almost like it's even more draining. And I read that in the context of what it's like for kids in school when they're having to do that and they're having to really focus on looking like they're super engaged for their teachers. Whereas if they were just sitting at a, at a desk, it might not be the case. So it's even more exhaustive sometimes when, when they have to really turn on, like you said, for that amount of time. And it's definitely exhausting for sure. And I, I definitely try to keep my camera on as much as possible so that people know, especially when we do call to the audience or a public hearing, everyone knows that I'm, I'm right there. I'm listening. I'm soaking it in as best as possible. So those, those days, I, I definitely take the whole day off for my other job. I don't try to work in the morning. I used to try to work in the morning and then stop working by lunchtime and switch to city council mode, but my brain would just be completely like mush by the end of the day. And I would be completely useless the following day. So I stopped trying to do that. I try to just do very light stuff during the morning and, and reserve all of my decision capacity and energy for those afternoon sessions. Cause they really are brutal. I should maybe try to do carb loading like the bicycle riders do and marathon runners the day before just do a bunch of carb loading so I don't have to, <laughs> so I can get through. But, but that's been my strategy, but it, it is exhausting. And I definitely keep my webcam off for a couple days following those meetings just to let my, my brain relax a little. I feel like you have always just like such a pleasant look and, you know, like you're so kind on, on the zoom videos and I'm just, you know, I've been told I have my mama's face and, you know, I have an RBF face and I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. But yeah, it is definitely, yeah, it's definitely strange to be in, in front of the camera in that way. But the one thing I could, I can say is that with the streaming of it and not meeting in person, I feel like we've made it so much more accessible to people who like wouldn't you know, take the time of their day to go to, to the to the meeting at City Hall, but that I'm getting texts during and after um, of folks like trying to catch up with what's happening in their city. And that is really encouraging um, for me because I don't think that that was necessarily the case. You have, you know, your regulars that are engaged, but it's been really cool to see from like high school youth are keeping up with what's happening to like, you know, just neighborhood folks who, who are interested in, in, in the issues and, and the decisions that are being made at the table. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling right now, though? With the post meeting? Yeah, with the, with the post meeting. Um, and then just kind of like what what is maybe your, a little bit of your practice in between meetings to like show up again the next time? Yeah, well, definitely. So this is not necessarily a good thing. But what I have noticed has happened because I have um, a light that I, I use as well, um, you know, to hide the wrinkles, you know, Lane, you and I are, are the younger ones on the council, but we I have wrinkles still. So I use a light to soften those a bit. And from looking at that light or near that light for that many hours, I tend to get a post city council meeting headache the following day. So the following day, I'm usually sitting there with my blue light blocking glasses on, webcam off, minimal screens in a dark room the following day. That seems to be uh, what happens the following day. So I definitely try to take it easy. But my my staff definitely keeps 
the agenda and my meetings light for me just so I can kind of decompress and unpack what happened the next day. And then, you know, we've got the agenda meeting. Actually, our, our teams do the, the very next day to talk about what's coming up on the next one. But I definitely try to take a pause and process what we just did and think about what, you know, we're hoping to accomplish in the next in the next meeting, especially with the fact that we're, you know, heading into the fourth quarter of the year. And I'm really thinking about what I want to be able to contribute to the team, to the city, um, in the final quarter. So that's really where my head's at right now. Uh, I have high expectations for myself. And so that's really what I'm thinking through a lot as we finish out the month of September. I'm not sure when this will air, but that that's really where, where I'm at and what I'm feeling right now. You just made me think about how we get a little a little spoiled when we are at City Hall because now we don't have access to these like little chocolates and, and um, unlimited water and coffee. <laughs> And, um, you know, you're just reminding me of of that and how, like, I know that some meetings for me, I'll turn on a candle or, you know, I I try to have like a little, a little setup around me to like, keep me like keep my stress levels low. Um, But I don't do it for the mayor and council meetings. And I'm like, maybe I need to have a little situation where I have my snacks and my candle and all the water and coffee that I need, you know, to to power through. It's all about the snacks, for sure. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for having such an insightful and open and honest conversation today. In closing, I just want to say there's many moms out there who are juggling work, family, and, you know, they're showing up like bosses. And if you had any final words for them, some words of encouragement, what would those be? Well, you know, just I would say, you know, you you got this, you're a boss, you know, the (laughs) the typical things. But um, I think something that I would like to offer that's been helpful for me, I'm not used to getting much alone time. And I kind of get a little anxious about it because I'm so used to being around kids or other people all the time um, that what um, something that I started to do during the pandemic was I'm going on hikes on my own early in the morning while I listen to a podcast or I listen to music and that that has been one of the best things you know to like help clear my mind help me feel grounded and focused and like I can start you know my day and like be be present you know for for my family so that's been that's been helpful so I just wanted to like offer that in case other folks like me were like no I always have to do those and like I have to go on hikes with other people that it's been nice the west side has so many awesome hikes that I've just now discovered even though I've lived here. Um, So um, I'm enjoying discovering the outdoors in our city in in a different light. Yes. And, and for me, I was thinking along the very same lines when it comes to self-care and what I found that I have to do. And that I think a lot of us who are, you know, caregivers, mothers, fathers, um, for me, if I don't put it on my calendar, it doesn't happen. So I, I have to fit in time and make sure that I, I do the things that I need to do. And I also had to redefine for, for myself what self-care was. And it, it isn't always, you know, well, it hasn't for sure been, you know, going somewhere and getting a massage at all. Like for me, sometimes self-care is just setting aside time to do something that's been looming over my head, stressing me out. Like, oh, I need to sit down and take care of this thing before 
you know, it's, it's due because it's stressing me out. So for me, even then, if it's like, oh, I haven't sat down and paid the bills and I need to pay the bills because things are due next week, that to me now is self-care because I'm taking care of something that I need to do so that then I can relax and it, it's, it's taken care of. So for me, that, that, that would be my tip because I know people are very, very busy and whatever self-care looks like for you, just make sure you prioritize it put it on your calendar and, and enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nikki, Council Member Lee, again, for taking the time. I know that you are busy and, and fitting us into your to your crazy schedule as well means a lot. And and I look forward to continuing to, to learn and grow, you know, alongside you on this on the city council journey that we're on. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share this this time with you and be your guest on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to No Tucson. Visit our social media, keep listening on our website, or subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and in the know. Until next time, see y'all later. Bye. Bye.